Dobry den, jak This is Pavlina, host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Join me every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for news from Ukraine, great Ukrainian music, folklore, and factoids for the culturally curious. Here on CHLY 101.7 FM. from Calgary, Alberta. That was a group called Jito and a song about something that's uh, right here. We don't usually have a problem with this uh, this t- time of year or any summer but with all the rain we've got lots of mosquitoes too. That song was called Komarik a song about the mosquitoes wedding. 
Dobrý den, šanovní radiosluchači, a vítají vás všech na radiopredaci Náš holos Radio Krínského Korinia. Jaká podjezdí vám sihodní, tak jak i každý srdě z 11. do 13. hodiny na chvíli CHLY 1017 FM umístí na najmo. Pri mikrofoni Pavlína, děkuji, že rýšila perbuta ze mnou i takož my máme Oksana z námi sihodní. And Oksana is back from Ukraine, and uh, she'll be uh, telling you all about her adventures in Ukraine and giving you some great entertainment and information in the second hour. So Oksana will be the host of Hour 2 in Ukrainian. And I know Roy Andrichek is listening. He's been waiting for you to come back, Oksana. <laughs> so we've got a great program lined up for you. Um, welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina demchuk Macquarie for this hour, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. We've got a great program lined, for, uh, lined up for you. In the second hour, as I've uh, just said, Oksana will be uh, doing the program in Ukrainian, but in this hour, um, I will be hosting, and uh, we've got a Ukrainian recipe for you, as usual, and and as well, Ukrainian Jewish heritage. And we have a feature interview with Taras Kulish of Hope Worldwide Canada, who is uh, working with uh, a project called Helping Hand, with, uh, Helping Hand for Ukraine, rather. And uh, he'll be giving us an update on their good work there. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got a usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is Tuti Tam, another Canadian group. This one is from Saskatchewan, sort of all over Canada. Right now they are touring Ukraine, and um, they will be back soon, and hopefully we'll find out how all that went. Following them on Facebook, if you're not, you should. They're posting a lot of their um, uh, exploits there, and uh, having quite a bit of fun. I'm very jealous. And also jealous of the people in Ukraine who can hear them and see them live. But for those of us who aren't there, uh, here is a recording from their first CD. It is called Lemko.
And now, Ukrainian food flair with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. Eggplants grow in abundance in the regions of southern Ukraine. There are many sizes and colors of eggplant, which actually is a fruit, specifically a berry. The appearance of the egg-shaped white eggplant makes it clear how this fruit was named. Ukrainians make eggplants in many different ways. Some examples are eggplant borscht and tomato or bean salad, eggplant puree, scalloped eggplant, or with onions under a rich tomato sauce with fresh mushrooms, filled with millet and mushrooms, and one of my favorites, eggplant filled with liver and buckwheat. Eggplant is not only nutritious, but it contains a substance that inhibits the rise of cholesterol induced by fatty foods. It works best when not eaten alone, but with cholesterol-containing foods. Now get your pans ready for Eggplant Odessa, a tasty appetizer, spread, or dip. You'll need the following ingredients. One large eggplant, one medium onion, finely chopped, one large tomato, peeled and finely chopped, two cloves garlic, minced, three tablespoons olive oil, two tablespoons red wine vinegar or lemon juice, salt and freshly ground black pepper to taste, chopped fresh flat leaf parsley for garnish. Preheat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Pierce the eggplant with a knife in several places. Bake for about 50 minutes or until soft on a parchment paper lined baking sheet. Turning midway through. Cool and cut the eggplant lengthwise in half. Scoop out the pulp and finely chop or mash. Add the remaining ingredients and mix. Cover and refrigerate for several hours to allow the flavors to develop. Garnish with chopped parsley and serve this with a rustic bread, rye or white. Serves about four. Treat your taste buds. It's delicious and it's Ukrainian. Thanks, Sylvia, for sharing your Ukrainian culinary expertise on Ukrainian food flair here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Музыка 
radio predači naš holos radio krinsko ho korinja na batomovni radio stanciji CHLY FM umisti nenajmo you're listening to naš holos ukrainian roots radio on CHLY 101.7 FM i'm your host pavlina and that song that you just heard was by high profile from winnipeg and that is from their second sorry third cd which is called tribute to ukrainian heritage and that song was a samba version of a traditional Ukrainian kolomeka, which I've just found out that a lot of Ukrainian immigrants don't even know about. So that's another story for another time. That was Oita Duna by High Profile. Now, Tras Kulish is an international relations officer at Hope Worldwide of Canada based in Toronto. Hope Worldwide is headquartered in Philadelphia and helps improve the lives of over 2 million people in 75 countries around the world. Taras is involved with a project called Helping Hand for Ukraine, which provides humanitarian assistance to the forced migrants from the war in eastern Ukraine, among many other things. Taras has been a guest on our show several times now, bringing us updates on the incredible work of Hope Worldwide, in particular in helping displaced Ukrainian children and their parents cope with post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of the war in eastern Ukraine. He joins us again now from Toronto. Welcome, Taras Vitayu. 
Good afternoon. <laughs> now, um, there are a couple of things going on. You've been doing uh, projects in phases. I think the first time we spoke to you was um, a little over a year ago, I think. And uh, you, now you're in phase three of of therapy program. Can you tell us um, a little bit about this particular program? And this one is in Odessa now. That's correct. Well, we, as you say, we've um, we've been working in phases, and so when we spoke the first time, um, we were probably uh, in the process of, of working in Kortishiv, uh, and then we've gone to uh, other locations around uh, Ukraine. We've gone to uh, Irpin, Cherkasy, um, Ivano-Frankivsk, Lviv, and so we've um, we've been you know targeting uh, the main centers, mm-hmm. and then we uh, we started working a few months ago on the uh, Odessa project, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of did that project in uh, in two phases over uh, um, several months. So we first of all went and did uh, an initial training of uh, of therapists. Also, in Odessa, we were uh, contacted by another group. Uh, from the United States, which funds work in Odessa with uh, with orphans, hmm. and uh, they sent their psychologist to our program to be trained, so that the impact could be broader and and help a whole different group of uh, of children. And so um, now the program is, uh, is is has wound up in Odessa, and they've uh, they've conducted the uh, children and war. Uh, therapy course uh, for uh, the IDP children and their parents. Okay. And so that was just uh, completed at uh, at the beginning of, uh, of June. Okay, IDP meaning internally displaced persons. That's correct, right. okay. yes. So they're, they're not classified as refugees, right. but because they were displaced w- within their own country, they mm-hmm. are classified as IDPs, internally displaced persons people. Okay. Now, um, this sounds like you had a two-pronged um, approach now. You had the what, what you had started last year, and then now you've brought this other group in from the States. How did they broaden the program? Well, I think how the program has uh, evolved, and it's a natural progression, is, uh, you know, first of all, going back, we trained um, the team in, uh, in Kiev, mm-hmm. and then the team in Kiev uh, went out, let's say, to Korostyshev and to other centers, and uh, w- while they trained other trainers, mm-hmm. but they conducted uh, the therapy themselves. And so now what the goal is, is that um, the people who are trained are now conducting the, uh, the therapy sessions. Okay. And so the the uh, it requires then less of a uh, a team to be sent from Kiev, therefore less cost. And so mm-hmm. we're trying, you know, we're trying to do as much as possible with uh, with as little as possible. Right, and really so limited for, resources for each. You know, for each um, phase or each program in a city, it costs. I would say on average about 7,500 uh, Canadian, and that's for therapy to the kids and training to the to the therapist, which is given, the therapy is given over, you know, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That, well, that's a lot of horebnia, but for Canadian dollars, it, you can stretch it quite a ways then. When you compare, let's say, to um, different types of missions, uh, we're fortunate that we're able to go and use uh, local Ukrainian resources. We are not having to spend the money on sending Canadian 
psychologists, uh, although if any Canadian psychologists, and we have had, for instance, I had a psychologist from uh, New Brunswick, a Ukrainian fellow contact me, and and he went over to uh, Ukraine uh, recently and was put in touch with with the team. Uh, So we we do welcome Canadian-Ukrainian and even American uh, psychologists to join up uh, Mm -hmm. with us, but we don't have to spend the you know, if you're going to send a team of, uh, of of Canadian medical personnel, then you're looking at budgets of around $60,000, yeah, wow. uh, you know, because of your costs and everything. So here, mm-hmm. um, we we avoid those costs. And so for 7500 to be able to deliver eight weeks of, uh, of therapy to kids and then having, you know, basically a permanent training, meaning that once trainers are trained, then they're able to use that training, and they might just need, you know, updates and things like that from time to time. That's incredible. When you think, really think about how you're changing the services that are provided, but also I think you're changing the level of expectation on the part of those who need the treatment and those who deliver the treatment. So uh, you're very uh, subtly, I think, prodding <laughs> the Ukrainian government, uh, the whole system, into raising its standards considerably. Well, you're you're probably right, and we are working, uh, you know, in conjunction with um, with other groups in uh, in Ukraine and in Canada. And so, what I can say, first of all, is that um, our team has received its initial training and ongoing support from the Ukrainian Catholic University in Lviv. And so they are the um, sort of the premier organization. And then as well, there's the uh, Kiev uh, Mohila Academy, which is um, uh, uh, heavily involved also. They're doing work in, uh, in PTSD. And so we're coordinating, uh, we're in the process of, uh, of coordinating with them. And we have a niche. You know, and uh, and our niche is that we go into the um, into the IDP camps. There's uh, uh, nine, m- about nine major camps in in cities across Ukraine, and these are you know let's say former, I mean they're holiday camps or former military barracks or sometimes university dorms and things mm-hmm. like this. Many of them are not winterized. Uh, they were not meant to be used in the winter time, and mm. so um, you know the facilities are not uh, um, really up to up to par. Uh, but uh, it's what it's what they what they have. I think they thought they would be there for a few weeks or a few months at the mm-hmm. most, mm-hmm. and now it's turning into a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so our niche is that we go into these camps and uh, we deliver the services there to them. So this niche, um, it, just to give listeners something to think about, it, it, I think that a lot of people in North America think of Ukraine as some kind of a backwater. But it's the people are very sophisticated. They're highly trained. They're just very sure. poor. They, they've been robbed by their oligarchs. I'm just getting such a different picture of people than than what I think a lot of Canadians have this feeling that that you know these are poor downtrodden trodden people they're very proud people aren't they no absolutely yeah. i mean if you go on the hopeworldwide.org.ua website uh, so that's the directly the Hope Worldwide Ukraine uh, website and they have uh, some some of the leading articles so here there's a there's an article about the June 4 uh, finishing up of the Odessa 
program, mm -hmm. and there's a whole bunch of photos which I think are really, really great for people to see, first of all, the therapy techniques that they're using, the art therapy, the different types of breathing, right, relaxation techniques, uh, the, the group talk therapy, mm -hmm. but just to see the kids there, to see the kids playing and, and dancing in some photos and running, and then in other photos doing some serious work with the, um, with the trainers. And then in other photos, you see there's some groups of, uh, of adults talking, and, and, and those are parents talking with, um, with the therapists because they're trying to understand what it is that their children are going through. Um, so, you know, absolutely, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're good people. They're, um, uh, you know, they're proud people and not in a negative sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and you can see, you know, the kids... Uh, you know, they, they, they look wonderful. You know, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful children, but they've been through the trauma of war. And, uh, and so what you see on the outside, you know, um, smiling face or, uh, you know, a good-looking child, on the inside there's uh, trauma that needs to be dealt with, and that's what, we're, that's what we're helping with so that we are helping, you know, these kids and these families to deal with um, the future. Well, you know, I think that this is something that in past wars was not done anywhere in the world. Uh, you know, think of, of many of the post-World War immigrants that came to Canada after World War II, even after more recent wars. Uh, it's only recently that, that PTSD has been acknowledged sure, as a condition. Yeah, so it's really absolutely. I mean, the whole generation of, uh, you know, my parents, both my parents, you know, came from, uh, from Europe and, uh, you know, and survived the war, and my father in uh, slave labor camps. And, uh, and then after the war was in, uh, in Austria for a few years before he was accepted by Canada as an immigrant. And that whole generation absolutely had to deal with un unimaginable things and, and just dealt with it. But there were consequences. There definitely mm -hmm. were consequences. Mm -hmm. And now we're able to, um, to help the children and help the parents to deal with these things so that um, they can transform and, and then become happy productive people in the future and really it's the future of Ukraine mm -hmm. and it's the future of the, of the world it's the future of Canada I mean Canada and Ukraine mm -hmm. we've just signed the the free trade agreement right. and our worlds are becoming closer mm -hmm. and linked mm -hmm. and so you know I'm sitting here in uh, in Toronto and and uh, tomorrow I've got scheduled a major um, Skype conference with my team in uh, in Ukraine um, and so we are we are definitely closer. We, we just had in Toronto a few weeks ago the um, huge uh, Canada-Ukraine business forum, mm -hmm. and that was where the free trade agreement was first announced. Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of rapprochement, a lot of bringing the two countries together and the two people together. Mm -hmm. So this, the free trade agreement is a, is a huge, uh, important part of that. You know, and as a, as a lawyer, that's, uh, that's important to me and my international practice. Mm -hmm. But as uh, what we do as, uh, as volunteers with Hope Worldwide, we're really connected. We're all connected throughout this world. It's not just like maybe like in the past where you'd send money to help with a tsunami or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now I find what's going on in the Ukrainian community is there's it's a real connection. I mean, there's other programs where f 
where families adopt other families, mm-hmm. you know, so to mm-hmm. speak. And one family's in Canada, another family's in Ukraine, but through, uh, you know, our organizations, they are put into contact with each other, and they support each other. And that's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the connection and acceptance, acceptance of, of each other as, uh, as, as humans, as, as Ukrainians, as, as people of the world. Uh, yeah, a real sense of, of sharing, um, you know, all the bounties of life and, uh, and well, I guess, grassroots um, approach to a wealth redistribution, if you want to, you know, think of it that way. But, yeah, it's, as you say, very connected. I'm, I'm noticing that as well. Now, and as this work, um, as you have successes with your projects, um, as you say, you know, people can get back to living uh, a normal life, a happy, prosperous um, productive life and uh, do things like hold pageants and uh, galas and um, things like a Miss Ukraine Canada pageant which is going on right now and yeah that's yeah, right and and so tell us about the interesting connection there between Hope Worldwide Canada and this um, this beauty pageant sure well um, okay so Miss Ukrainian Canada the the pageant is is not um, billed as a beauty pageant it's billed as a cultural show okay and uh, and that's uh, how I think we all have some you know to some extent some preconceptions about let's say a beauty pageant but I think that's the good thing about this um, this pageant this cultural show is that it's taking these preconceptions and turning them on their head <laughs> and um, and highlighting the talents and the skills not just of the the uh, the 16 finalists the 16 women who are representing themselves as potential uh, Miss Ukrainian Canada but it also showcases it's a great opportunity to showcase um, Ukraine and Ukraine Ukrainian Canadians so what um, each of the finalists had to choose a social cause to champion mm. as uh, as part of their work with uh, Miss Ukrainian Canada pageant, mm. and so we were very uh, fortunate and honored that um, Dr. Anastasia uh, Rinak chose Hope Worldwide and the Helping Hand for Ukraine program, and so she's going to be speaking about our program at the pageant. And it goes beyond that, though, because she's asked, and we've accepted that she would be the uh, the goodwill ambassador uh, yeah. for mm-hmm. um, for helping hand for Ukraine. And so her involvement is going to continue on beyond uh, July 16, which is the upcoming gala mm-hmm. at uh, the Toronto Living Arts Center. So she will be involved with us over the next year, and we are planning to hold a, a benefit concert, and it'll probably be in April of uh, 2017. So we're giving ourselves a lot of time to plan, but um, uh, Dr. Rinak is going to be our goodwill ambassador for this, and she's a, she's a great representative, not only for um, Hope Worldwide, but for uh, Miss Ukrainian Canada. I mean, she speaks six or seven languages. Wow. Uh, she's in the process of 
learning, I think it's her seventh or eighth language, which is um, Arabic. Can you imagine? She's learning Arabic. Wow. Um, you know, I, I saw the languages she, she spoke, and uh, French was one of them, and, and I'm, you know, fluently uh, conversant in, in French. And so I said in English to her, oh, I see that you speak French. And she said, uh, yes, I do. So she starts to talk to me in French, in a very good French, very correct French. So it, she, she walks the walk and talks the talk. So it's very um, pleasing that we have a goodwill ambassador who's... Uh, um, so accomplished. Uh, yeah, so accomplished. Yeah. You know, she's a polyglot. She <laughs> had just uh, received her doctorate um, just a couple weeks ago from University of Ottawa. And so she's a doctor of philosophy. Okay, so uh, she's not a medical doctor? No, okay. but a doctor of philosophy, and she's she's quite young, and she just accomplished that. So wow. we're we're you know very proud of her, and uh, you know we're very confident that she's going to represent uh, our organization and Miss Ukrainian Canada in an exceptional way. Wow. Well, that uh, sounds very exciting. I wish I was in Toronto to take part, but uh, a little bit short notice. But in case anybody listening is from Toronto or will be in Toronto, could you give us the details once more? Sure. It's, um, so the Miss Ukrainian Canada pageant is going to be held at the Toronto Living Arts uh, Centre um, this Saturday. And so you can, you can simply go to MissUkrainianCanada.com and uh, you'll be able to find all the information uh, about that and, uh, and purchase, uh, purchase tickets online. Uh, for the uh, for the gala, and I think it should be a, a great evening. I've I've heard from Anastasia that they have been working extremely hard, and uh, I know a number of people in the community who have been volunteering their time and uh, and working very hard to make this a success. It's going to be held in the um, the Hammerson Hall, which is the uh, the largest uh, hall at the Toronto Living Arts Centre. It can accommodate up to 1,300 people. Wow. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, we hope to fill the hall. There'll definitely be uh, a, a good atmosphere there, and I think it'll be a good show for Miss Ukrainian Canada and for the uh, free Ukrainian culture. Awesome. Well, for anybody listening who wants to get involved with your project, how would they contact you? They can contact me either through the Canadian uh, website, uh, which is uh, hopewwcanada.org, uh, or they can send me an email at taras.kulish, K-U-L-I-S-H, at hopewwcanada.org. Okay, that'll stand for worldwide, right? Hope, yes. Yes, okay, so yes. Hope, hope www. Hopewwcanada. Canada. Okay, awesome. Taras, thank you so much for um, for bringing the latest update, and uh, we look forward to hearing about your next phase that uh, you're involved with. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much for doing the wonderful work that you do. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show, as always. And, uh, you know, we, we do want to, uh, as much as possible, spread the word about uh, what we're doing in, in Ukraine, but also, like with this pageant, you know, what else is going on in, uh, in the community and that is uh, interesting and beneficial for, uh, for all of us Ukrainian Canadians. Never a dull moment in the Ukrainian community, is there? <laughs> that is true. Awesome. Thanks once again, Taras, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Have a great time this weekend. <laughs> okay, we will. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
We were speaking with Taras Kulish with Hope Worldwide Canada about their latest work in Odessa as well as the upcoming gala for Miss Ukraine Canada and uh, their Goodwill Ambassador who is one of the finalists. Visukite Radio Peridachu Nash Holos Radio Krinskoho Korinya na Radio Stancia CHY Aden Nul Aden Sim FM Umisti Nanaimo. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host Pavlina. Руками уламки Заклеєні очі сльозами Ще крок до свободи, до слави Ще миті загоються рани Розриви у хмарах повисли І чути, як смерть пролітає Та серце ще б'ється навмисне Повірить у тебе, бо знає Бог біля тебе сонцем У небі світлом в твоїх очах Силою волі рухайся далі В цей непрозорий час Над степом здригаються хмари І падають градом додолу Степу летять бетери, зриваючи даль невідому, і чорне обличчя з-під казки, у небо свій зір підіймає, та серце ще б'ється насправді, повірить у тебе, бо знає Бог біля тебе сон. 